Welcome to the Conversations with Jesus podcast. I'm Johnny Lehman, a baptized man of God who has the amazing blessings of being a husband, father, and the pastor at Divine Savior Church in West Palm Beach, Florida. This podcast is designed to bring you the self-sacrificing love of Jesus found in the Bible through 15 to 20 minute episodes that focus on relevant life issues and what God has to say about them. Check out our website, DivineSaviorChurch.com, as well as our Facebook and Instagram pages if you'd like to find out more about the incredible things that God is doing through our church family. As we continue our Easter celebration, thinking about how Jesus is victorious, it naturally gives us hope. And that's where our next sermon series is going. It's called No Greater Hope, as in K-N-O-W, greater hope. Because a life of hope is unique in our world. In our culture today, as you know, there's a lot of hopelessness, misdirected faith, superficial love, and unrealistic hope in things that won't happen. So that's why so many, maybe this is you, are trying to escape the reality of the future by hiding it in work or entertainment or hiding in alcohol, sex, material things, and all kinds of distraction. And so after this Sunday, we're actually going to be looking in depth at the entire book of Ephesians and how this book was written for people so that we could know that there is a greater hope. But before we get to Ephesians next week, this week we're going to see how the Good Shepherd gives us hope. You know, every culture has a concept of an ideal citizen who typifies its values for the people of Israel. That was the shepherd. And we see in Jesus the shepherd alone who gives us hope. He gives us his word. He gives us protection. And by listening to his voice, not listening to all the voices that try to influence us in false hope, we find the only true and lasting hope in Jesus. And that's going to be the focus of this week's podcast. It was the most intense drive to my summer job ever. Start off like a pretty normal day. My brother Danny and I had gotten up at the crack of dawn like usual, ate a solid breakfast. We were driving to pick up a friend who worked on this corn farm with us. As we drove the familiar streets, something very unfamiliar made us hit the brakes. So we see this SWAT team that has a house surrounded, the canine unit leading the charge right in front, and it was like time went into slow motion and we watched them smash through the door and the dogs rush in. And I kid you not, in that moment, I had this huge drive within me to make a, a totally different career path choice. I wanted to be a canine officer. So I figured there couldn't be anything better than that. You get to work with awesome police officers. You get to be around German shepherds. Talk about awesome. So of course, me being me, I did some research. And I went to the best source for sound, academic, quality information, as we all know, YouTube. <laughs> Sarcasm very much in play there. And I listened to a canine officer say in a completely serious tone of voice, German shepherds only know German. It was like that low monotone voice. And it sounded like a really bad dad joke. And so you could picture the surprise painting my face when I found out it's actually true. The officer explained that they trained the dogs with commands in German because in a confrontation where there is a lot of noise and words being shouted, the dog is trained to only hear German commands. So, 
I highly, rec highly recommend if you're around a canine team, maybe hold back from saying, Angreifen! That means attack in German, just for your own safety. <laughs> that was a bad dad joke if you wanted one. But in life, we hear all kinds of voices, don't we? Voices trying to tell us where to place our hope. The voices of our peers, the voices of our spouses and kids, the voices of talking heads online and on TV, and those voices we know all too well within of doubt and failure and fear. With everyone on our devices now more than ever, we're hearing voices from all over the globe. And sometimes the voices from all those sources leave us paralyzed like a sheep staring down an infinite pack of wolves and having no place to run. No hope to know, no hope to live. However, there's a voice that Christians have been trained to hear above any and all the noise. A voice that speaks nothing but hope. For the Christians who first read this letter, we're talking about 1 John chapter 4, verses 1-6, through 6, this letter from their pastor John, that voice was fading in and out. This church family had witnessed people close to them walk away from their church, and their flocks seemed to be shrinking. Instead of looking ahead to the staff of the Good Shepherd, these former church members set their sights on quote-unquote higher things, finding hope in philosophy, discovering truth for themselves. Does any of that sound familiar today? So they were looking, they were looking to mix the philosophy of the time with Christianity and declaring themselves to be of a quote-unquote higher realm, saying that Jesus never really was one of us, but merely took on a body to die and then threw away that useless body. They, they listened to the quote-unquote logical, profound, and cultured voices of the world. And those wandering sheep heard the voices around them, and the further they walked away from the flock, the more lost they became. Now, the ones who stayed in the church were at a crossroads. What they heard from their former fellow members sounded Christian. It sounded like it could be true. And maybe you can hear just a little bit the voices that they heard is Pastor John hiding the mysteries of the Bible from us? Is he telling us the whole truth? What voice should we listen to? Who or what should we place our hope in? That's the very question we subconsciously or consciously answer in every life context we find ourselves standing in. Who do we acknowledge? Who do we accept as the voice of truth? Who speaks the voice of Christ the Good Shepherd? And who speaks the words of the Antichrist? The wolf in sheep's clothing. This wolf is on the hunt in your life right now. Look at John's words. He says, This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard is coming, and even now is already in the world. Now you break down that word Antichrist, and hyper-literally, literally, it means in place of Christ, which naturally makes it also against Christ. So what voices are you and I listening to that come from the surrounding Satan-driven spirit of the Antichrist? Maybe for you, it's the voice of confusion. A close friend of mine used to really struggle with anorexia. And she told me how when she looked in the mirror, she saw hopelessness. She said, the person looking back at me wasn't who I thought I was. And I felt like there was no way to change that. No hope at all. Do you struggle with loving yourself? Trying to find hope by self-awareness? And maybe for you, it's the voice of peer pressure. You don't want to be the weirdo, the Jesus freak, putting your hope in social status. Maybe that's 
where you see that spirit of the Antichrist. Remember, anything that tries to place itself in our hearts above Jesus as the source of our hope. That's the spirit of the Antichrist in action, right? So maybe for you, that temptation is more political. After all, it's impossible to escape all the political commentators and every website, app, radio ad, TV show. Maybe you found yourself depressed with the direction of our country and you're putting your hope in national pride. Can you hear the wolf howling? So when I hear these voices, so often I don't realize the voice that's missing. The Good Shepherd, Jesus. Maybe you've experienced the same temporary spiritual deafness too. I, as a sheep in the flock, to my shame, so often gaze over the fence at the other pastors of the world, hearing the commotion over there instead of listening to the still small voice who acknowledges me, calls me by name, who wants me to know the only hope in this dying world. In other words, you and I need to dial in our ears to the voice that sets the standard of truth. As word after word floods our outlook on life, look at the voice John says we must listen to first. He writes, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. So often when all these viewpoints demand our attention, you and I forget the voice that sets the standard for every challenge and question we have in life. See, Satan, that bloodthirsty wolf, thinks he has us pinned, but your and my forgetfulness doesn't stop the good shepherd. What does he do? He laid down his life for the sheep. He doesn't back down against the voices that attack us. He silences them. The shepherd who willingly and in total control laid down his life to save you his dear sheep, on the cross, only to gloriously pick it back up again on Easter Sunday. Even as all the different opinions of the world swirl around and the voices within yell for attention, he turns our ears back to him and he centers our lives back to where God's true heart is revealed, where hope alone is found and experienced and known. The cross and the empty tomb. He is the lamb that was led to the slaughter, so you and I, his lambs, but in forgiveness for all the times we followed the wrong voices. He gives us a still, quiet sound that gives us boldness to live our lives as sheep in his pasture. How can we not acknowledge him? How can we not accept him as the standard for truth and hope? How can we listen to any other voice? When we filter what we hear through the sound waves of Jesus, the truth rings through brilliantly. When we acknowledge Jesus, when we confess his victory, the wolf tucks his tail between his legs and runs away whimpering. That's what's amazing about when we confess our faith and worship. When we stand up, and maybe we say the Apostles' Creed or the Nicene Creed. What's really cool about that is that we're saying to all those voices in the world, we know the truth, and it's Jesus. We're saying fearlessly to Satan, leave us alone because we know our God stands victorious. We stand with him, firm on the truth and hope of God, and you will never change in that conviction. When you hear a hot take or an opinion of any kind, you can test it. You can listen to your shepherd's voice that sets the standard, a voice that directs your steps and decisions. And that's an amazing thing. That's why we have God's word. But of course, you know, it's one thing to acknowledge the facts, to talk the talk, 
It's a whole different thing to walk the walk, to experience the facts, to truly know by experience hope. Sometimes Christians need a reminder of who we are. I think that's what John was doing for his people when he says, You, dear children, are from God. And have overcome them. Because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You think we're in need of a similar identity check. Because sometimes the struggle isn't just hearing the good shepherd's voice, but wanting to hear his voice. Maybe you've been there. See, you and I, we know Jesus' take on life, but if you're like me, do you sometimes keep listening for something more? Do you and I listen to a source that falls more in line with what we know and have experienced in life? I mean, we've all experienced rejection. So when you hear a friend question God and they lose their job, we listen to the voice of avoidance. Or you and I have experienced disrespect, and so when all family member talks about is the science and that all the hope in the world depends on cures for diseases, you don't bring up a hope that no disease could ever touch. We listen to the voice of saving face. So doesn't it hit us right in the gut and we read whose flock we belong to if we cave to such voices? John says they're from the world and therefore speak from the viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We need an identity check. We need to truly know and experience our shepherd's guidance. The beautiful thing is Jesus loves reminding you who you are. The shepherd turns his staff towards you and says, I know my sheep. Even when you and I forget who we are, Jesus knows you. He knows the pain you felt. He knows the suffering you faced. He knows you because he lifted too. He chose to feel all the hurt you've ever felt. He knows exactly how you feel. He knows who you are. You're his sheep. You're the lamb in his arms. By grace, you know him. You know the shepherd who overcame the world, the shepherd who overcame death itself, the shepherd who took away your and my sins of listening to the wrong sources. And by faith, you have such a tight bond with him that he compares your closeness to him in the same breath as he and his heavenly father, the closest relationship in the universe. Your shepherd gives you a heart of courage to face the voices of this world and to recognize the spirit of truth. And so there you stand next to your shepherd and that satanic wolf howls your way. That's the beauty of knowing. That is the sheep you are. You're not a sheep that might listen to his voice. You're a sheep that will listen to his voice. The spirit of truth in your soul that John talked about by faith leads you to listen to Jesus by default. Because that's who you really are. The new person within you and me always listens and adheres to the shepherd's voice and follows. And yeah, this means that even when the shepherd's leading us to a place we'd rather not go, we follow like sheep. We don't even think twice about following the shepherd. It's an automatic. Even when we hear the voice of rejection or disrespect, we keep walking in that valley knowing that our shepherd alone will lead us to quiet waters and goodness and love will follow us all our days. You know what's even cooler? You weren't the only sheep in the flock, right? A flock... It necessitates a plurality, right? John here in 1 John 4 calls the church dear children. And there's something beyond special about that plural. It means you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself. It means that you get to hold each other accountable as brothers and sisters in Christ. It means 
As the Lord's flock, we keep each other's ears turned toward the shepherd. It means warning one another. We see the wolf in the shadows of our lives, that, that wolf in all the different ways he tries to influence us away from Jesus. And yes, that means guiding me and our preachers to keep in line with the good shepherd. None of us are beyond that. We all need shepherding. We all need people to point us back to Jesus. And you and I have the privilege of guiding one another in the Messiah flock to test what we hear on a daily basis and to live in the knowledge that Christ has died, Christ has risen indeed, and Christ will come again. So, sheep of God, are you ready? Are you ready to follow blindly? Are you ready to walk on every footprint your good shepherd has left you? Do you hear the quiet, still, mighty voice of your God who knows you, who loves you, Listen to your shepherd's voice. Laugh in the face of the wolf and stand at Jesus' side every moment of every day. Hear your shepherd's voice. Live in the constant, certain, and joy-filled hope of Jesus, your shepherd who conquered the grave and who gives you joy and hope that brightens even the darkest valley. Amen. It's such a joy to get to bring this conversation with Jesus with you. As we think about the fact that as our good shepherd, he never leaves you, never forsake you, forsakes you, but he protects you and carries you through life. That is such a hope-filled message, and that's the one that we get to not only live out each day, but share with a community that so desperately needs to hear about the amazing hope they have in Jesus. God's richest blessings as you live for him this week and always.